Hey guys, Jim here with Creative Play and Podcast Network, and here we are again in August. It is now hashtag RPG a day again for its eighth year. God, it's it's been so long. Again, we're joining in with all the other tabletop gamers out there to get creative and use the prompts now for RPG a day 2021 to inspire you guys to all write, vlog, blog, draw cool pictures. This year they're asking for whatever you do, do. So we are going to go ahead and start out with the next day. All right, guys, here we go. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here with Kelly. For hashtag RPG a day 2021, August the 17th, the word is trap. And it's, it's a our trap. It's our trap. It's our trap. And its adjacent words are crime, nemesis, and found. Because they found the trap was a crime committed by your nemesis. <laughs> see, see how quickly I got all four words in the one line? But I found. Yeah, that's actually kind of impressive. So, trap is the word of the day, or are you going to roll that magical D8 of yours? No, no, I'm going to go with trap. Because it's classic. Well, no, and, and also it brought to mind one of my absolute favorite traps that I ever laid in in game. Ooh, what trap would that be? Well, it was one of the Scion games, and I specifically chose a character who was a lot more you know, intellectual or, you know, had different layers. You know, I tried, to, I, I wanted to do something, try my hand at something different, you know, be more subtle than murder hobo. And <laughs> so I created uh, Trixie Lockhart, the sign of Loki. And uh, one of my absolute favorite thing is I was supposed to go into this hotel um, in Ocean City, New Jersey, and I was supposed to secure an item from one of their vaults, and so I did. I went in, and not only did I uh, secure the item, uh, I broke in, but I also got those little the the little um pixie guys, um the sprites who were friggin' awesome, and I loved them to death, but. When I had just finished and I was leaving, these um, Fenrir guys showed up and they were also trying to get the item, so to speak. And they were given the poor reception clerk um, at the hotel desk a terrible time, just terrible. So I basically used some misdirection and came to her aid and basically pretended 
to be a, in a you know one of the managers at the hotel um she was so upset because these guys were so mean and aggressive that she didn't mind me stepping in and I went ahead and used the the system to um they were they were looking for also a specific person I'm like so I pretended oh no I'm sorry that they are currently unavailable um they have left however they did leave a message for you yes it appears that you are the instructions are that you are to go to uh it was X Beach on the boardwalk um, and when you arrive, you're supposed to say, it's my beach <laughs> to a certain gentleman. And the reason why this was a fun trap was because knew very well that that was actually an earth giant um, who <laughs> basically had his own little spot on Muscle Beach. And we accidentally happened upon him in earlier um, uh, part of the adventure. and. Well, we almost killed him, <laughs> but he attacked us. He thought we were, you know, he knew we were scions and he thought that we were, you know, there to cause trouble when we weren't. So we stopped it. We was like, we, we actually, I, we even healed him, you know, as best we could. <laughs> He's got a permanent limp. Heck, I brought him souvenirs, <laughs> um, but basically Anybody who thinks that they're going to take their beach from him is like, it's my beach, because he always says that. And he will defend that part of the beach to the end of his life. So I basically sent these guys into a trap, because when they show up and say it's their beach, (laughs) he's going to go off on them. And as a matter of fact, we all kind of like, I I let everybody know, hey, hey, come on, let's go down and watch. (laughs) <laughs> and we watched him just rip these guys apart. So, uh, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite uh, traps that I had ever laid. <laughs> that that is a good one, you know, because yes, it, it was a well laid trap because uh, you you knew what was going on at the beach and you just totally ran with it, which was awesome, which is yeah, cool. And- when a player gets to use an NPC or a monster as a trap because they know it's there, which is just mm-hmm. a cool thing to do. Yeah, and it and it's certainly out of my normal, uh, uh, you know, the normal uh, paths that I would take. So I was like, yeah, hey, I actually did. I thought outside the box. I wasn't just a murder hobo. I had somebody else be the murder hobo. <laughs> 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 you totally set yourself up to be the good guy. Exactly. So, and then in a different part of the adventure, yeah, when we came back from Iceland, I brought him a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Because <laughs> you went to Reykjavik and all you got was this yes. T-shirt. <laughs> Reykjavik, and, uh, yeah, and so I brought him home. I brought him home a T-shirt. I forget what it said. Oh my god, it was something about. Um, a mountain or something and I, I thought of him at the time so uh <laughs> yeah uh, that was one of the subsequent stories but yeah I, I actually brought him a t-shirt <laughs> he loved it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> see I will throw out uh, two of my favorite traps in D&D because they're classic traps 
So the first one is going to be the Glyph of Warding because it's the best trap ever if you have a magic user in your dungeon. Because it lets you put another spell in the Glyph and stipulate race, alignment, class, whatever detail you want to put on that trap of who can trigger it and who can't trigger it. So it is nice that the big bad evil wants to put it in there and make sure that no orc can set this off. But humans and elves will. Yeah, um, you can be protect your your allies um, and hurt your enemies. Mm-hmm. And the really nice thing is that it doesn't just have to be the exploding glyph, which is the most common, which does ridiculous amounts of damage, but it can actually set off other spells like I've used in the past to summon steam methods. Yeah, I remember those guys. Casting summon elemental to summon four little tiny elementals. And those and guys were actually kind of a pain in the tuchus. Those guys suck, especially since when they die, they when explode. You, yeah, when you kill them, they explode. Hot magma. The beauty is they explode in a way that does not hurt others of their kind. <laughs> so it's almost like it's perfect to summon four of them to fight a bunch of players and listen to the explosions of steam or magma. Yeah, and you think, oh, hey, yeah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can do other things, too, like, you know, cast, you know, other spells into it as you need. Like, there's nothing worse than a fireball spell. I've yet to do that because that's just too dicky of a move. That's a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Jess may have just joined us. Yes, I have. Hey, hey! I was Help. just thinking of a, I was just thinking of a different brand of trap. Oh. Uh, um, it's. Oh boy. Um. This is again dickish. Um, <laughs> uh, this, this is what I call the sunk fallacy trap. Uh, oh, do elaborate. Uh, this was designed by Kobolds in my mind, at least. Uh, where they essentially built a large chimney into their den and built some handholds about 10 feet up to it. So players can see their handholds going up, and then there's pretend handholds going the rest of the way up. And it's like 50 feet of climbing. And there's a door at the top, but the door doesn't actually go anyplace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's, it's the sunk fallacy trap because the players can get a, far enough up it to do well, fuck how did we get the rest of the way up here and then they will get themselves killed um, or waste resources just doing nothing of any benefit to themselves and you know they're going to do it because there's a door there Obviously, there wouldn't be a door there if not unless there was a reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the ideal for the Kobolds is a low-level adventuring party. They try to do some kind of acrobatic jujitsu to get up there. They get 50 feet up. They fall down. They kill themselves. <laughs> and the Kobolds don't have to do jack or squat except, you know, clean up afterwards. <laughs> Diabolical. <laughs> of course, I mean, this is so mean to your players. Um, 
as people because your players get to the top and they're like, why the fuck did you do this to us? <laughs> as, as people, they expect there to be pay, some sort of payoff for this sort of thing. So it is quite mean to them. As, uh, people want there to be payoff for these things, but at the same time, it's very... Uh, I don't know. It's like people expect there to be a payoff for anything that they do. And that's sort of um, what makes this diabolical. Is it's <laughs> oh, buy anything. And you never know. I mean, if you ever look at old architecture and buildings, there totally could have been a passage there that centuries ago collapsed. And there's just a door that doesn't open. Yeah. You know, it could be legit or it could just be a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Or it could be like the Winchester house, and let's just build a door to build a door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the, the Winchester house. There you go. Yeah. The house of many doors that do nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a flavor of DM that would really enjoy that sort of thing. Because, um, I mean, not every path has to be the path forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just have to know, you just have to have that sort of relationship with your players who, like... They will accept that, and they will be upset, but not too upset. <laughs> and not want to kill you. And not want to kill you. Yes, optimally. Eh, that's okay if they do. As long as they're not waiting. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying, it, with the advent of the Roll20 age, it is a lot easier for your players not to kill you. <laughs> you, you know you're in trouble when you go to the parking lot and they're all waiting there with their bags of dice in hand. And oh, in yeah. that special way, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Oh, boy. Game Master found beat to death by dice bags. News at 11. <laughs> oh, boy. How much damage is that? Depends on the dice bag. I have some that are pretty hefty. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my, my D10 sets. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's a different type of tra- trap, I suppose. <laughs> More of an ambush, I suppose. True, but an ambush is a trap, so... Mm-hmm. Are you getting D&D as a trap? You get somebody started on a, a one-shot, and then you trap them into gaming more and more. I can't deny that. I really can't. No, I don't <laughs> think... <laughs> I won't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> It hooks ya. All of a sudden you're like, hey, would you like to play an imaginary game where you get to play this person who's as cool as an action movie star, but as quirky as Ryan Reynolds? (laughs) I'm sold! (laughs) You had me at Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) The bard named Ryan Reynolds. Who breaks the fourth wall. (laughs) And of course, as a game master, I will always throw out there brown mold and green slime are always a good fallback for a trap. There's a reason for them to be in any dungeon. Brown mold could be on an old dead body. There's nothing worse than an undead walking around with mold on it, spreading the brown mold. And then you that be a trap or more of just a random encounter. That would be a trap on top of the encounter. Think about it. There's that one skeleton that everyone avoids like the plague. Even the other skeletons. Well, they're like, oh, that's him. That's Stay with that one. 
He's Don't describe it that way. Though. That's a, that's a different sort of trap for the DM, where your players <laughs> now adopt it, <laughs> and now you have Mr. Brownie who like lives with the party <laughs> somehow. Or they trick it into the gelatinous cube to get all cleaned up. Oh, oh good lord! And then they leave him in the gelatinous cube. <laughs> I don't like gelatinous cubes. And of course, wow. gre- green slime are great because it's just slime on a wall that wants to drop on players because it yep. wants to. Or if you you've ever played too much Zelda, you put the green slime in the clay pots and you wait for the players to break the pots. <laughs> I have had that happen before. <laughs> And I've also had kobolds be jerks and use their slingshots to break the clay pots while the players are standing next to them. Oh, oh, that's... No. Kobolds are the best. Because kobolds are the best trapsmiths in my book. Because, you know, they're those cantankerous little engineers who, who totally are going to die unless they use booby traps. Yep. No take candle. No, no take candle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. And they fancy themselves dragons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, since they can have winged versions of themselves, I think they're not wrong. <laughs> Dragon light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this reminds me of my worst theory that uh, since humans and dragons can have fertile offsprings, theoretically we're the same species. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> otherwise they'd be in fertile mules. It's true. Yeah. Um, we're just, uh, you know, where the chihuahuas of the dragon race. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the hairless chihuahuas. Yeah. You lost your scales, but it's okay. We lost our scales and our wings and uh, a lot of other features, but uh, still dragons. It just goes to show that dragons like to shapeshift into human form so much because, you know, they met the first bard. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why bards like to speak draconic. Uh, (laughs) Much like Dragonheart, it's the true love language. Oh, boy. (laughs) I was just thinking silver dragon, silver tongue devil. (laughs) (laughs) Match made in heaven. <laughs> it's a it's a different sort of trap. <laughs> a honey pot? Or you take the pot, you fill it with a slime, and then you pour a small layer of honey on top of it. Uh. That's a not-so-funny bot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trap. That's a trap. <laughs> one part healing potion and one part green slime. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh. so much wrong in that. <laughs> and, of course, there, there's never a bad reason to use swarms of insects as traps as well, because... Think about it. If you had a wicker beehive on a rope, we've seen it in all the movies out there. You cut the rope and it hits the ground, and now there's a swarm of stinging insects chasing your party. Yep, that's true. I, I, used, 
I, I rarely use that the B type, but that's a good one right there. Yeah. Oh, roll to see if you're allergic. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of these swarms of insects, again, same group of kobolds, just putting swarms of insects in a treasure chest because adventurers, they can't help opening the treasure chest. No, we can't. Mm-hmm. We're loopers. No. My literally, my players took the time to like do the investigation. You hear buzzing inside the treasure chest, and they're like. <laughs> They look at each other and they're like, this is full of insects, isn't it? And they look at each other and they nod and they go, are we going to just leave the treasure chest that's full of insects and maybe treasure alone? <laughs> no. All right. We open the treasure chest. Insects come pouring out. So was there at least treasure in there? Why would the kobolds leave treasure and insects in the treasure chest? <laughs> the jingling sound you j- you heard was the bodies of the dead insects building up in the bottom of the chest. Yeah. It was, of course, it was that's, when, that's when your tricky player says, well, take the chest, go to the nearest body of water, throw it in the water, and then fish it back out a day later. Yeah. <laughs> That way we don't have to worry about a, a swarm of centipedes coming after us. That, that would have been a more sensible solution. <laughs> sensible is not necessarily mandatory. Mm-hmm. Oh, Recommended, no. but not mandatory. Though in the past I have used things like stink shot for kobolds or goblins. That is actually pheromone bait for the local monsters. Oh, you did that on the... Oh, I remember when you did that to us. Mm-hmm. Which, that one's always fun, too, because they're just like, ew, what did we get hit by? And it's not like the players can clean up. And all of a sudden, why do they keep attracting the onkheads? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they have onkhead pheromone all over them. Don't you wish somebody had a wizard with prestidigitation? I love that spell. <laughs> <laughs> My bard really loved it, and I'm clean, 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 <laughs> clean. <laughs> oh, when she was trapped for, two, what, over two weeks, almost a month? Mm, Something two. like that, where she couldn't use magic. Oh, she was just, you know. Two weeks she in was a my dungeon bird. with anti-magic. Oh, she was very upset. <laughs> that was back in the Lady Nights of Adventure when they were in the magic Magic yep. school castle. Exactly. First thing she did after, you know, killing some people, uh, was start cleaning. <laughs> First out of order, kill, kill the goblin and the uh, half-ogre. Second thing of order, avoid the smothering carpet and get clean. Yes, pretty much. That That was, you know, number one on her to-do list. <laughs> Oh, and, <laughs> and then when that one uh, gnome threatened to um, capture them again and, you know, <laughs> if it if the imp hadn't have done it, she would have killed him. <laughs> Her lineman was cha- was chaotic. More She'd have done yes. it just for. <laughs> yeah, she was not going back in the cage. Let me tell you. And, of course, you know, for any GMs out there that want trap inspiration, 
check out the old Grimtooth Traps books. They were all over the top. I mean, it was totally killer GM dungeon stuff. But Grimtooth Traps were fun books for anyone who wants to embrace their inner sadist. Okay. <laughs> I will confess, having looked at some of those, I, as an engineer, I always wonder, it's like, you have, like, wire that cuts through anything. Why are you using it to just crap your dungeon? <laughs> well, why are you putting a door in the middle of a chimney? <laughs> because, because you can. can. Because you can. And especially if your dungeon has a good ecosystem, you're going to have, you know, one clan in the in the dungeon who fight another clan in the dungeon for a reason so they keep each other at bay. Then you're going to have, like, a cave fisher that sneaks into the dungeon and starts eating everybody, player and monster alike. Yeah. You know, so, so traps are, and traps are more than just a, I set it and forget it. Most traps can be reset. There's nothing cooler than somebody who puts contact poison on doorknobs. I mean, just saying, a little contact poison on the doorknob, you know. It's for more than just Macaulay Culkin putting an electrified doorknob. (laughs) Ooh, I think some artificer in Eberron puts a shocking grasp knob. (laughs) Here. You touch it, it casts shocking grasp. So have we trapped out the traps? I think we have. Uh, I think we have sufficiently uh, settled it. We should not fall into the trap of uh, or crime of of trapping too much. Yeah. Alrighty, yeah. guys. So that's probably going to be a good place to wrap it up for August the seventeenth. Is there anything y'all want to shamelessly plug? Not now. Um, not that I can think of right this second. Okay. I will of course shamelessly plug the Avatar RPG by Magpie Games that's going on in Kickstarter right now. That is almost at the six dollar six million dollar mark. It's ridiculous. Whoa! Yeah, it's ridiculous because everybody loves Avatar. And on Saturday, who doesn't tw- want to be a bender? Uh huh. Yep. On August the twenty-first, we have the Steampunk Game Day at Tucson Games and Gadgets at the Tucson Mall. And that's yep. going to be lots of fun: costume contests, RPGs, tabletop games. I'll be running Iron Kingdoms Fifth Edition, which is totally steampunk because it's Steam Jacks, giant robots powered by steam, and guns. As much as I hate guns in my fantasy settings, I will accept guns <laughs> in Iron Kingdoms because musketeers is all kind of a thing. And the gun mage is cool. R- reminds gun me of mage. Outlaw Star. So, thanks for joining us on August the 17th, guys. I will get this edited and posted before the night is over. And uh, talk to you guys later. All right, talk to you later. All right, bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.